am I? Am I supposed to be happy? You're supposed to be happy. Well, I'm happy with you. Well, you're happy. Okay, well, the kid is yelling in the background like every time we start the podcast. This this a normal thing now, and you know that. And the ferrets are going to wake up here in just that's a second. That's what I said. That's going to be the next thing is the ferrets waking up. You, you've reached the, the chaise lounge, and you got cricket. Yeah, Tom. And we are here for another week, and I have no freaking idea what we're going to talk about tonight, other than the storm that blew in um, and almost killed us um, a little while ago. After just getting through a tornado, and we're ago. sitting there, and all of a sudden these major winds start coming through, you get it makes you a little more gun shy. A <laughs> little bit, like to the point where I was almost in tears by the time we got back to the house. Yeah. I was freaking, I was legitimately freaking out uh, because... I number one don't do well with storms and then we have the tornado that blew through here we we went down in that neighborhood today over there back behind Breckenridge um that uh I didn't realize how bad it was over there and then we were over there and it's just I mean just devastation my god it's horrible and we we uh, had most surreal moment I saw is when we went by that one road and those people's houses was just destroyed and that lady was parked out on the road in front of her driveway and she was just standing there looking at it with her hands on her hip and all you could think is that she had to be just thinking looking at it going like you know, the, shit where do i start what what are we gonna do you know? what what's i mean her house was halfway just not even there and the house right next to it was fine mm-hmm. that's what was so insane about that whole thing there was a swath of destruction, and, and one house would be just down to the studs, and the house literally right next to it didn't even have shingles gone. Yeah. It, it was, it, ugh. But anyway, I, I think um, we didn't die in the storm, so that's good. And we didn't die in today's storm, so that's also good. I don't think I've silenced my phone. Let me do that real quick. You never do, because when it goes off in the podcast, you always look at me like it's mine. Well, I have it here now, so I'll know it's me. Actually, I'm going to turn my alarm off because I'm going to start no shit. Because I know in a few minutes it's going to be going off, so I'm just going to turn it off for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the Princess Bride? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I want to talk about, because I came across this article that's got a bunch of posts from like Twitter and Tumblr Just don't and stuff. forget, I want to do my little science experiment at some point. We can do the science experiment. That's fine. But I, I'll... Because I want to see your reaction to it. My favorite movie in the whole wide world ever, 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 ever is The Princess it's Bride. Major League. Oh, sorry. The Princess Bride, you major troglodyte. League. Major League's still better. That, no! Blasphemy! My God. The Princess Bride is the perfect movie. It's got everything in it. It literally has everything in it that you could possibly want. And it's 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 just I mean the beats are beautiful, the the casting is perfect. They are both perfect in their own way, but they're I still know like the perfect date movie. Is The Princess Bride? No, it's not. I who are you trying to appeal to? The guy or the girl or both of you because there is nothing that appeals to a woman in Major League, but there's all sorts of well, things no, no, that appeals I'm to not, a guy. I'm not saying either one of those is a perfect date movie. The perfect date movie is for the love of the game. I was going to say for love of the game. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Uh, 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 fucking uh, Bull Durham. If you want to go baseball movies. Not I'm, as far as date movies. That line about... For love of the game is better. That line that Kevin what Costner do you believe has, in? what do you believe in, is... Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the best line for any movie. I'm sorry, that'll soak your panties every time. <laughs> 
that's oh that that line will get you hang on let me pour me some more wine i'm halfway through this bottle i'm gonna finish it off and then start the other bottle <laughs> um but anyway, um, so I, The Princess Bride is, you know, obviously the perfect movie, and uh, it's my favorite movie, and it's one that I can quote verbatim, and I actually wrote fan fiction about it, which was <laughs> so silly, but I used to write I used to write fan fiction, like, all the freaking time, and one of my favorite ones was The Princess Bride, and I wish I had not lost it, because it was such a fabulous retelling of The Princess Bride. So and I still it, remember the first time I watched it, and I don't remember how old I was, but this will tell you, I remember... <clears throat> living in East Texas. May God have mercy on your soul. Grandfather took my cousin and I with him to the grocery store, and the grocery store had a video rental section. Mm-hmm. And we'd usually, on the weekends, we'd rent a movie and a game. Mm-hmm. We'd rent us an, an old NES Nintendo game and a movie. And we were looking for movies to rent, and we rented the VHS of Princess Bride. Yeah. And the only reason was because we're like, ooh, this has got Andre the Giant in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of guys rented it. A lot of people rented it because Andre the Giant was in it, and that's a name they recognized. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> and, and I've got some stuff in this article that's about Andre the Giant, which is pretty cool. But I think we all know the revenge arc that Inigo Montoya gets, where he gets to kill Count Rugen at the end. This post has to do with that, and it's a post from Tumblr uh, by Perennial-Lee, L-E-E, and it says, anti-revenge narrative this, anti-revenge narrative that. I personally think that Inigo Montoya had the right idea when he stabbed Count Rugen in the gut and said, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And the next post beyond that says, a lot of revenge arcs end with the hero saying, there's nothing you can do to bring back my loved one, so me seeking revenge is pointless. The Princess Bride's revenge arc ends with Inigo Montoya saying, There is nothing you can do to bring my loved one back, so there is nothing that can save you. And then he murders. He murks that son of a bitch. And it is the best scene in the movie. <laughs> it's great. And I remember, so you you, you remember, I've, I've, I've talked a little bit about the way I was raised and how sheltered I was and, you know, all this other stuff. I remember my parents freaking loved that movie, right? They loved The Princess Bride, but that was the one part they had a problem with because he actually said the words, you son of a bitch, in the movie. <laughs> I mean, that whole movie would have... <laughs> that whole movie would have been G-rated had Inigo Montoya not used son of a bitch in that movie. <laughs> but, you know, it was great because Inigo Montoya gave, gave Count Rugen every single thing that had been done to Inigo was done back to Count Rugen. The slashes on his on his cheeks, he gave that back to him. Yeah. The stabbing in the heart, he gave that back to him. The stabbing in the gut, he gave that back to him. And then the death that he, that Count Rugen had given his father, Inigo gave it right back to him. And it took him 30 years to do it. But he finally got his revenge on the man who murdered his father. And it was sweet revenge. And you don't see that enough in movies. You don't see that type of narrative where the revenge is sweet and it's justified and it's beautiful. And it is something that the that fills out the story. It's great. Anyway. Favorite Sorry, movie. I was making sure I got everything out of the can. Awesome favorite movie. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so... Fred Savage made a Instagram post, and there is a picture of his little 10-year-old self. Look at this. Can you see this? It's Fred Savage and Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when Fred Savage 
And, um, oh my gosh, who, what is the name of the old man? Columbo. Um, Columbo. Well, the guy who played Columbo. I cannot remember <laughs> his name. I can't remember his name to save my life. Anyway, by the time they got around to shooting those scenes, the entire movie had already been made. They were just shooting those in-between scenes to do the narrative of the story, right? So Fred Savage didn't get to meet any of the actors because he wasn't a part of the movie. His part was separate. It was just him and the grandfather. Peter Falk. Peter Falk. So Fred Savage made an Instagram post, and he said the rest of the movie had already been shot. All that were left were the parts with the boy and the grandfather. It was an all-star cast, but there was only one person that this 10-year-old WWF superfan wanted to meet. He made a surprise visit to set one day, and he was as gentle and kind and charming and funny and answered every single question I had. He sent me a a Christmas card every year until he passed away. It was the one I looked forward to the most. So Andre the Giant was as good a person as he was as big a person. That's cool. That's that's really freaking awesome. And then, um, <coughs> so um, another thing that I want to talk about in Princess Bride, <laughs> the Battle of Wits. <laughs> and I, I realize I just read this to you, but I'm going to read it to you again because we're on the podcast now and we have to read it. <laughs> But um, this is a Tumblr post um, about the Princess Bride, and I'm just going to read it. It's, it's not, I wish it was cited. I don't know where this came from, and I apologize. If you're listening to this uh, podcast and this is your Tumblr post, let me know and I'll cite you. Um, I'll put your uh, username on it in the, in the notes. Anyway, so the scene goes, Remember that scene in the Princess Bride where Wesley cha- challenges Vicini to the Battle of Wits? You know, the one with the Iocane powder. The last few times I watched this movie, something about this scene didn't set quite right with me, and I've been developing a theory about what's really going on. Wesley was involved in a battle of wits against Vicini, a battle which necessarily involves a certain amount of deception. I think that Wesley was deceiving Vicini about his use of the Iocane powder. Wesley describes Iocane powder to Vicini as being, quote, odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid, and is among the more deadly poisons known to man. When presenting the poison to Vicini, Wesley also gives him the explicit instructions of, Inhale this, but do not touch. While I believe Wesley may truthfully have spent several years building up a resistance to the effects of Iocane powder, I propose that rather than poisoning both goblets as he claimed to have done, Wesley didn't pour the Iocane powder into either cup of wine. Especially since the Iocane was in powder form, I suspect rather than being an ingested poison, it was an inhalation poison. Vicini wasn't poisoned when Get- Wesley poured or didn't pour Iocane uh, powder into the wine goblets, but when Wesley told him to waft the vial of Iocane powder. Since Iocane powder is odorless, Vicini wouldn't have noticed the trace amounts of one or more deadly poisons known to man had been introduced into his system, trace amounts that were still enough to kill a man within minutes. And since the Iocane powder came from Australia, it's well documented that Australia is home to some of the most venomous species of plants and animals on Earth. There is no reason not to believe that such a small quantity of Iocane powder could have killed a man of Vicini's stature. Wesley had already won the Battle of Wits before it begun, and was simply stalling for time until the poison took its effect. That's my favorite theory so far. (laughs) And I love the Battle of Wits. That is a high point in the movie. There's so many high points in that movie, but that's one of the best. <laughs> like Major League, it's, 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 the whole movie's a high point. Oh, hush. It's like good from beginning <laughs> to end. It's awesome. 
Oh my gosh, I'm starting to stop up. And like, oh, look, there we go. There's the phone. There's the phone. That's you. That's me. It's like, I'll never forget the look on my roommate's face in college. <laughs> we were sitting in one of our classes. It was just boring as hell. <laughs> it was an elective that we both had to take. And I had a fresh notebook. And I took it to class on purpose. Uh-huh. And I wrote down one of the opening lines for Major League. And all I did was just turn around, hand it to him, and say, look on the first page. And he looked at it, and he looked at me and went, this is look on his face. He's like, oh, we're doing this. And then he would write down a few lines and then hand it back to me. And we, and between me, him, and a couple other guys in our, in our, on our baseball team, uh-huh. we had that entire fucking movie written down. <laughs> the whole freaking movie. <laughs> and talk about giving, giving each other shit if you fucked up and messed up one of the words. Yeah. And well, messed up I mean, on something because. I mean, you can't. You can't mess up on it. No. I can do I could do that with Star Wars to a certain degree and I could do that with um and I, I can definitely do that with with The Princess Bride cuz we watched that repeatedly as kids. So today I learned on the set of The Princess Bride, Andre the Giant's once quote let out a 16 second fart, fart yep. and brought production to a standstill. Nobody said anything except director Rob Reiner who was like, "Are you okay, See? Andre?" to which Andre Andre's replied, like- I am now, now, boss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's so cute because Rob Reiner knew that Andre didn't read English very well. You know, because he's French and and he just he just he just was never really good at at English. So to help him with his lines, Rob Reiner read out every single one of his lines and recorded it and then sent the tape to Andre and said, learn this. And so Andre, they never had to do reshoots with Andre. He got every single one of his lines perfect the first time. But it's because he learned it phonetically, listening to Rob Reiner read his lines. Oh, that's cool. That's really neat. That is very cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So uh, Rob Reiner took care of him. Stop. You're making me learn things. (laughs) I don't like to learn things. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still going through this article. I love this so much. <laughs> Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. It's the best movie. Now, we know what the best movie is. To you, it's Major League. To me, it's 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 uh, The Princess Bride. But what is your favorite Disney movie? Oh, God. That's hard to tell because Disney owns fucking everything. I don't know what all is considered Disney and what all is not. Anymore. I'll tell you my favorite Disney movie. And it's one of the last ones that was done in this style because I love this animation style. The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, okay. that is my favorite Disney movie of all freaking time. Well, well I, I would have guessed that for you. Yeah, yeah, because that's uh... <laughs> oh, and, and going back to the Princess Bride. You know they tried to remake it a couple years ago, and the outrage was so insane. They probably had to scrap that. They had to scrap it because they couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Now. I would be okay if they redid the movie completely, but the dialogue was exactly the same, but they had different actors and different costumes and different sets, but it's Fred Savage reading it to his grandkid. That would so make sense. So he tells it a little differently, and the, and the way he tells it is a little different, but the dialogue is exactly the same because he's reading it from the book. Right, but the but the imagination is going to be a little different. Yeah, 
I would accept that. That, that. I can see how that would be acceptable. But it has to be Fred Savage. It can't be anybody else. Yeah, it would have to be him. Definitely. <clears throat> um, let's see. What else? Okay, today is today is going to be kind of a weird podcast. Uh, or not a, not a weird podcast. They I think all it's, are. I th- <laughs> random stream of consciousness. I mean, just random thoughts. What I'm afraid Nothing of... Nothing flows or meshes with each other. It really does. It really... I mean, we've spent 16 minutes on The Princess Bride right now in Major League. And... I, you haven't spent any time on Major League. We just mentioned it. That's enough. Because that one... Yeah, yeah, because it's so far above everything else, you don't really have to explain and talk about it. People know. And if you don't, shame on you. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, here we... Yeah. Okay. My idea for a remake. I've had this idea bouncing around in my head for years, and I think this might be a good way to find... This This must be where I had read this. Um, it's modern day, and Fred Savage's character reads the story to his nine-year-old daughter when she's homesick from school. Like, put the iPhone down, I'm going to read you the story that my grandpa read to me when I was your age. Because it's a new listener, the characters are all different. She interrupts at different times has different reactions because she's a girl and it's a new generation, I think it would be really cool to see the story reimagined. Now, the best part, my fantasy casting. If I had all the money in the world, I would cast whoever I wanted. Here's my list. Chris Hemsworth is Wesley. He said in an interview that Princess Bride is one of his favorite movies of all time, so you know he would do it justice. Right. Margot Robbie as Buttercup. <laughs> it's perfect okay. casting right now. Perfect Mine casting. so far. She's a great actress, and I'm sure she could do Robin Wright proud. Tom Hiddleston as Humperdinck. I don't know who Humperdinck is. Humperdinck is, is the, the evil prince that's coming after Oh, Buttercup. okay. He plays a villain so well, and the chemistry between him and Hemsworth is on point since the modern film, Mar- Marvel films. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch as Count Rugen. Just the perfect look and mannerisms to follow the footsteps of Christopher Guest, a.k.a. the Six-Fingered Man. Okay. So Benedict Cumberbatch as Count Rugen. Peter Dinklage as Vecini. Okay. Okay. Tyrion Lannister is Vecini. I mean, come on. Come on. Um, okay, so I cannot pronounce this name because it is uh, Swedish. But the mountain from Game of Thrones is Fezzik. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, Bjornsson. Bjornsson. Uh, Bjornsson. Julius Bjornsson, I believe is his name. Um, we don't know who he, he, this person doesn't have anybody as an Eagle Montoya. I have been racking my brain, cannot think of someone to play this yet. How could you not? Who? Come on. Who would be a good Inigo? Come on, tell me. I'm going to sit there and let you, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to make you think of no, it. No, 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 don't make me think because it's going to be dead air. Tell no, me. No, come on, come on. Well, give me, give me some hints. Who's in everything right now? There's a lot of people in everything. No. What's the movie you just recently watched about Nick Cage? Who was in that? Pedro Pascal! Yes! As Inigo Montoya! Yes! Yes, Pedro <laughs> Pascal! Yes, that is perfect. How could you not cast oh him as that? Oh my god, that is perfect. Okay. Martin Freeman as the albino in the woods. Okay. All right. Um, Andy Samberg and P- Christina Peretti as Miracle Max and his wife. Oh god. Um, and Matt Damon as the priest in a wedding. <laughs> Marriage. He is the perfect for a cameo because he does cameos all the fucking time. He's right. a cameo king. Yeah. He would be perfect as the priest in the wedding. This is absolutely perfect casting. We need to make this movie happen. We need to make it happen. Oh, my God. Okay. 
That would be good. <laughs> that I, I could accept that version. Or or I heard somebody say if you redid the Princess Bride with Muppets, one human actor, and the rest of them be Muppets, I could handle that as well. Anyway. <laughs> Inigo's Guide to Networking Success. Number one, a polite greeting. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> a polite greeting with your name. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. A relevant personal link. You killed my father. And then number four, manage the expectations. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I could go on and on and on about this freaking movie. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm just uh, love this movie so much. <coughs> Excuse me. The Princess Bride was almost made into a movie in the 70s, and then unknown Arnold Schwarzenegger was seriously considered to play Fezzik. By the time the movie was actually made, Schwarzenegger was too expensive to hire. The rodents of unusual size were men in rat suits, and one of the R.O.U.S. actors got in a fight with his wife and wife and burned down the kennel they owned. So the film crew got bailed out of the film crew bailed him out of jail so he could film the swamp scene. Hmm. So they had to delay the swamp scene so they could bail the guy out of jail. <laughs> okay, I think I'm done talking about the Princess Bride, but oh my god, I, I love that movie so fuck. Oh my god, I want this picture. Look at this. You're asking me to look at pictures on a podcast. Can, Come on now. Can you can you see that? Okay, you see that that's just Wesley and that's Wesley and Buttercup as they're coming out of the fire swamp and right. they're uh, and they're and they're uh, he's yes, got his sword I, I, drawn. I see it. I see it. I see it. It is the entire script oh, of the Princess Bride. It. Oh, okay. It's cool. made out of words. Oh, the cool. whole picture is done out of words, and it's the it's the entire script. That I, oh, I would hang that. I I would move the TV to hang that right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, if you want a side note, uh, here's one something for you. What's that? Did you know that Spider-Man has a winter jacket that's made entirely of Mediterranean flatbread? I am looking at you in disgust at whatever this punchline is going to be. <laughs> it's a pita paca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's something wrong with you. My God. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, my roommate says our house is haunted. Mm-hmm. I've lived here for 300 years and I hadn't seen nothing. <laughs> so is this a, is this the dumb movie uh, part of the, I mean, the dumb quote part of the or the dumb joke part of the podcast? I guess. <laughs> it's like, I think I asked you this one the other day. What's the best kind of pizza ever? I don't know. What's the best kind of pizza ever? Plain. Why is plain? Because nothing tops it. <laughs> so nothing tops a plain pizza, huh? <laughs> so dumb. Okay, here's another one for you. Uh, what do you call a hippie's wife? Uh Oh, I know this one. Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. You know why I should never trust a train? Why should I not trust a train? Because they have loco motives. 
Oh, you talk. I want to get my little experiment for, ready for you. Okay, get the you experiment ready. Make sure you have the microphone to where you can pick up everything. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what to talk about. Um, well, just so, wait, it won't take long. <laughs> you want me to vamp a little bit? I I can't vamp. I'm sorry. Well, well, I just shut down my Princess Bride thing, or I would have been talking about the Princess Bride. This is unacceptable, sir. We're we're going to end up talking a lot about politics tonight. Man, you were making a lot of noise in there. Huh? You were making a lot of noise in there. Sorry. We're going to be... Oh, oh, do you know what Sarah Fuckabee Sanders has done in, the, in this freaking stupid state? She has made it illegal for children to have a social media account unless they are at least 18 years old and have a driver's license to prove it. So that fucking fascist has taken away my children's ability to have a social media account. So guess what? I'm getting a VPN where it looks like we're not in the States. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not going to let her take away my kids' stuff. Okay, so what are we doing here? You All got... Right, you hear, okay, there's a difference. Did you know that hot water and cold water sound different when you pour it into a bowl? Okay. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to get a different bowl. Keep talking. Sorry. Okay, so we're getting a different bowl. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so Sarah Fuckabee Sanders has, um, is being a fascist in the state. So that's fun. And, uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't like it. Why are you doing this? Okay, ready? Okay, so we have a bigger bowl. All right, here's the hot water. Here's the hot water. Hear how this sounds. No, don't put your hand in there. It's hot. You see it steaming? Okay, so it's hot All water. Right, listen to it. You heard how it sounded, right? Uh-huh. Okay, now... Pour this out. Why are we pouring this out? Okay, so we heard the hot water. We heard the hot water. Okay, now I got cold water, right? Now we got cold water. It sounds different. Okay. How much different do you think it's going to sound? I don't know. Just guess. I, a lot different. A lot different? Or a little yeah, different. Yeah, you're dripping water all over my laptop. I'm not. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. This is how cold water sounds when you pour it out. Okay. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh my god! It sounded different, though, didn't it? It did. It did. It sounded very different. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. That joke. You went a long way for that joke. <laughs> you even had like, like objects and like object lessons. <laughs> Oh, there was a woman. You know how you can only get you can get on a plane with only a certain amount of liquids? Right. She had a bottle of frozen water and she was arguing with the TSA that it wasn't liquid. It was frozen. So it doesn't count as a liquid. And she was trying to get this water bottle on the plane. I don't I wish I knew if they had let her on the plane or not because technically she's right it's not a liquid because there's three phases of 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 matter. It's solids, liquid, and gas and that was a solid. It was not a liquid. So, I mean, she really should have won that argument. So I have all three phases, because I take in solids and liquids and let out a lot of gas. You do, especially when you eat Cheetos and eggs. Oh, Cheetos and eggs. <laughs> You're not allowed to sleep with me on those nights when you eat Cheetos and eggs. That's not okay. <laughs> Are we going to talk a lot about politics tonight? I mean, we've already... Um. I want to talk about We're going to talk about something else real quick. Okay, go ahead. Something that <coughs> is 
is a big topic of conversation with us right now that we're going to have to really talk a lot about and figure out some things. Tell um, me. There, if we can figure out a way to make it work, I may be changing shifts at work. <clears throat> it's a very strong possibility. My boss is like all but begging me to do it. My wife is all but begging me to do it. Let's back up a little bit. And I know that I want to do it, but it's just a little scary because it will be a pay cut. So let's back up a little bit. Thomas works night shift at a distribution facility where he drives a truck at night. He drives it for, do we have, we've told people where we live, right? We know, we've told them what city we live in. Yeah, I drive from here to Memphis every night. We drive from Little Rock to Memphis every single night, works on a forklift for, you know, four hours, four hours, and then picks up a different truck or a different trailer, brings it back to Little Rock and then works on the dock until about seven o'clock in the morning and then comes home. So that's what he's been doing for, what, a year and a half now? Uh, September will be two years. So September will be two years. It's been a year and six or seven months. Now, he has been working night shift since September of 2018, which is when he started working for Pilgrims in East Texas. So he's been working night shift a long time. When he and I first met, we were both working night shift. Yep. When we moved to Sanderson Farms in Waco, we both started working night shift. Well, we first we, started on day shift, and then we ended up going to when night we shift. Went to night, well, we were all, always intended to be night shift. Right. We just trained on first shift. And then they got the night shift going, and we were working on night shift. We did that for, what, like four years? Yeah. And then we ended up working on day shift for like the following six so and then went right back in and then he went right back into working night shift because that honestly that was the best paying job we could find around and and we needed the money and it was just it was one of those situations where you kind of took what you got yeah so he's been working night shift for a lot and i will be perfectly honest with you this is me being honest on a podcast to my husband it is really 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 tough that you work night shift I know. It is really, not just on you. I mean, I know it's tough on you. Um, but it is really difficult to only see you for, well. A day and a half on the weekends? And for barely, about 30 minutes when I come by and see you at work? Barely a day and a half. And when you come by and see me at work, because he, he comes by and sees me when, when I work at the airport, um, he comes by and sees me on his way to work because his work is like two exits beyond where I work, right? It's the next exit. It's the next exit. So he comes by and sees me every day. But he usually comes in between, what, 5 and 5.30? Usually get there about 5.30. 5.30 and 6. And those are honestly like the busiest hours that we have in the time that I'm there. So I don't yeah. ever get to interact with him. I don't get to talk to him. I don't get to really see him. He just kind of sits over to the side, waves at me when he's gone. So we're getting, what, roughly 18 hours a week together? Maybe. Tops? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if that. And I'm sorry. I really like you. And I want to be around you. And I want to see you. And I want to do things with you. And I want to know that when I'm sitting on the couch watching my shows and smoking weed, that you are two feet away from me in the chair playing your video game. Like, I want, I want that. Because then I can go see you whenever I want. I can talk to you whenever I want. You would be up during the day to talk to me when I text you. That's, that's, that's hard because 
you know, I don't text you during the day because you're sleeping and there's no, there, you know, you won't respond to it. And so it's kind of a one-sided conversation that's really hard to maintain. And it's just, you know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a pay cut, but it's not that big of a pay cut. And I think the benefits we would get out of it would be greater than the pay cut. Honestly, I really do. But I mean, just, it'll be really rough for about a month and a half, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because you, you have training pay at that point. Because you have to learn how to do first shift. Well, not that I just have to learn. I mean, because like when I said something to my boss about it, he was doing something at his desk. And he immediately stopped what he was doing to look up at me. And he's like, just say the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants you on first shift. And Desperately. He said, you know, I'd have to be doing the job for at least, like, maybe about a month. And then he would give me the, the lead position, which would be a dollar an hour raise, which isn't bad. Yeah. And try to figure out a way to get me as many hours as possible. So, I want to do it. I think I should do it. I'm just scared to right now. Here's my view on it. We'll get into the drink you talking. Okay. So here's my view on it. My Cayman Jack is empty and I need to refill. (laughs) And I'm on my second bottle of wine, so we're good. Oh. Joe says I do that every time. You do. You do do that every time. You knock over the vape and it makes a noise. Um, Yeah, it would be difficult. Um, But the fact is, our issues with money have little to do with how much we make and have more to do with how we live um i told my boss kind of tongue-in-cheek one time i said that living paycheck to paycheck is a lifestyle choice because it kind of is um we could do a whole lot better than what we do and i think if we just gave it a little bit yeah go ahead Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this would... Let, bottom line, I don't think this would be as difficult as you think it would be. <laughs> and here's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to get you drunk, and I'm going to get you to text your boss that you're going to start Monday. <laughs> well, he said it would take a little bit to go through, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> he just said, basically... And I felt so bad because the guy that kind of takes over when he leaves from first shift uh-huh when i after my terminal manager and i talked about it and i came in the next day he was there obviously and he came up to him he was just like he had this defeated look on his face <laughs> i was like what's wrong I says well, well i heard the bad news mostly for me i was like well it's not definite yet i said i said my wife and i are going to sit down this weekend and talk about it and run some numbers and look at it I think it'll be best for us in the long run to be back on the same shift, basically together. So, we'll have to see. Yeah. Now, the only thing that this would make more difficult... Is paying bills? No. Because, honestly, the the paying bills is going to be secondary. Um, Because we just have to budget a little bit better for that. That's not a a big deal. The main thing that's going to make this more difficult is if say for example one of the kids needs to come home from school or one of the kids has a doctor's appointment 
Yeah. It won't be you taking them anymore. It would have It'll to be, be me because I'm. It'll I'll be out be somewhere. Exactly, you'll be gone somewhere. So that's that's like literally the only benefit we get from working on two different shifts is I can schedule a kid's doctor's appointment for like two o'clock in the afternoon and he can take him and neither one of us has to miss work. But if that's the only thing we're losing, shit, I can deal with it. Okay, I can deal with it because I can schedule their appointments. For four o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'm only missing thirty minutes of work. You know what I mean? So that's not that big a deal. But anyway, that's just something we've been talking about. <clears throat> I think it's pretty well decided. Did you know that there's a serial killer in Chicago? If you live Is in it Chicago, Crunch? oh no! What's wrong with you? I'm being serious here. Oh, I thought there was a punchline coming in. <laughs> No, there's like literally a serial killer in Chicago that's killing young men. It's it's bad. Like it's oh, bad. you mentioned that earlier. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's actually like there's a, a okay. So this guy has been following it on TikTok, or he's been he's been like um like getting all the information out there on TikTok and everything, and he's actually gone to the police with all the evidence that he has. But there are young men that are going missing and ending up in the Chicago River, Shit. and. They are, um, they're being labeled suicides, whether they, whether the evidence kind of looks at the suicide or not, uh, or looks like a suicide or not. Um, and this guy has gone to the police and he's just been kind of blown off, but it really looks like there's a serial killer that's targeting young men, um, in Chicago. And this guy on TikTok said that he has even been approached at least twice when he was walking out of a club by somebody who drove up and said, hey, sweetie, you want to ride? And he turned him down. And then he was okay. But he said he's had friends who have accepted rides from people who greeted them in that way. And they woke up in a field. Lucky the next day. They're lucky they woke up at all. They have no clue what happened to them that night before. Damn. But yeah, this is like, there's a pattern. And so there may be a serial killer in Chicago. So I realize we don't have any Illinois listeners, but if you have any friends in Illinois, if you have any friends in Chicago, you need to know anyone in Chicago. Post it on social media because yes. maybe somebody in that area will see it. Be careful in Chicago, especially if you are a young man, because there may be a serial killer that is targeting young men, especially gay young men. Um, so just just really be careful out there. Now I, I understand there's serial killers all over the place. There are people who just kill randomly and yada yada. But a serial killer has specific patterns. Yeah. There's some there. There's a thing that that separates a spree killer from a serial killer, and this is an actual like serial killer. So hopefully this guy can get the police to listen to him. So maybe they'll start investigating it and actually try to maybe find the guy. I I don't have a whole lot of confidence in that because honestly, the police are not there to protect you. The Supreme court even ruled that they have no legal bound to protect you. That's not their job. So I don't know what the police are going to do in this situation, but hopefully somebody will be able to, you know, I don't know. It's not like in the movies where they're going to, start finding this evidence somewhere. I mean, because it's, it it would be super easy for a serial killer to get away with stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, even in the age of uh, social media, it's actually pretty easy to get away with shit like that. And, and, and I wonder if the fact that we have social media makes it a little easier because you can check and see who's monitoring you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have another Guardians of the Galaxy movie? When are they going to stop it's casting... Volume 3. It's coming out next month. When are they going to stop casting Chris Pratt in things? I don't know. He's a bigot. Until he stops going to that bigoted church he goes to, I have I, I don't want to see it. Like you can go see it if you want to, but I'm not spending my money on it. Okay? It'll not probably doing be what I, I can't even get you to take me to a movies, period. I've been asking for go movies for months. Oh, we're now. going to a movie tomorrow and we're either going to see John Wick or we are going to see the D and D movie. Heard of that before. You know what? You can kiss my ass. Kay? Pull it out and I will. Ooh. Really? You promise? Promise. <laughs> Boy, this uh, podcast got just a little X-rated. A little spicy. <laughs> give it a little Hang on. smacking. Give, give it a little smack, smacky, smacky. <laughs> let me let me drink a little bit more wine before we start all that on the podcast. <laughs> oh God, we don't. We, we, we're, this is not, that's, that's not, not what that's this not is. This kind of podcast. That's not what. That's we're not, not where going, this is going. No, we are R-rated. We are not X-rated. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not going to do that. So, um, you heard about what happened in Tennessee over this last week, right? It, you know, what? what is killing me about these news cycles that we've been having recently is that... What are you playing? Stop playing TikTok I'm sorry, I just saw a thing that says sleeping next to someone you love makes you fall asleep faster, reduces depression, and helps you live longer. That is until that cunt starts snoring. <laughs> That's you. You're the one that snores. You say that, but yet I made recordings of you snoring. No, you made recordings of me breathing hard. Oh, no, ma'am. That was not breathing hard. That, that was, was breathing hard. That was a chainsaw hooked up to a fucking diesel engine. <laughs> you weren't sawing logs. You were cutting down the whole fucking forest. I love this opening of The Office. <laughs> The lip dub open. Oh. Asian Jim is the best. Asian Jim is one of my favorites. Absolutely. That's the best open. But this is this is a close this is up in the top five. But anyway, um going back to what we were talking about. Um <clears throat> so it seems like in the political news cycle, things happen and it seems like they happened two months ago by the time you get around to talking to them. But they really have only happened in the same week. So Tennessee is a bunch of fuck nuggets, okay? They are absolute fuck nuggets in Tennessee. And they... I don't want to re-legislate this, but what they did is three Democratic members of the Tennessee House of Representatives stood with protesters with bullhorns when they were protesting gun violence in the state of Tennessee. Because uh-huh. we just had a situation where six people at a Christian school were gunned down by a transgender activist. Which, the whole thing is just horrible. The whole thing is awful and horrible. And so these three Democratic legislators stood up with the protesters. These kids, I'm talking like teenagers, went to the Capitol and we're protesting, screaming, please save us. Do something about the gun violence in this state. 
please, we are dying. You have got to help us. And these three Democratic lawmakers got down there in the well with these kids and started supporting them. <clears throat> and the Texas uh, and, and the Tennessee House Speaker got mad. Mm-hmm. Two of these gentlemen were black. One of them was a white woman. He got mad at all three of them and said, you cannot do this. You have broken the rules of decorum. You did not wait to be, sp- to be called on before you spoke. This breaks the rules. We're going to get rid of you. Now, bear in mind that only three, is it three or five people have ever been expelled from the Tennessee House of Representatives? I can't remember if it's three or five. But of those three or five, it was for things like accepting a literal bribe for a vote, having a sexual relationship with a child, you know, like like serious, serious, serious crimes, like actual crimes. Right. Those people were expelled from the Tennessee House of Representatives. The speaker thought that speaking up and using your voice and your First Amendment right to speak was a crime so egregious that they needed to be kicked out of the House of Representatives. So that's what he did. Only he kicked out the two black members and left the white woman in. She won by one vote. She stayed in by one vote. But the black guys got kicked out like majorly. Yes. Now these are two young black men. And I'm talking young, like 25 years old. Okay. They're very, very educated, very, very articulate. They're very good at what they do. And they get in front of a they get in front of people and they speak and it's beautiful to listen to. And they were excoriated and treated like children on the house floor. And it was insane watching it. So they got expelled. Right. The house speaker thought he had done something good. Now, Justin Jones and Justin they're both named Justin. Justin Pearson. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were both kicked out. Now, the people that were responsible for sending them to Congress in the first place all got together because when you have a vacant seat, somebody has to fill that seat until we can have a legitimate special election to get that seat filled. The people who were responsible for sending Justin Jordan and Justin Pearson to the House in the, in the first place got together and decided to send them to fill their own seats until they had a special election. Yeah, there's a, there's a council in each district that is their responsibility to replace that person if needed. Yes, and, and both councils. voted unanimously to send that guy back. So two days after these guys were expelled from Congress, they come waltzing back up in there. And basically told the House Speaker to go fuck himself because you can't be expelled for the same thing twice. Well, it was two days for Justin Jones, and it took four days, for, I believe, for Pearson. Yeah. But they're, that, but they're both it, back. There's no reason other than the council just didn't get together until that fourth day. Right, right. They were definitely going to always do it. Now, what has happened in the meantime is the whole reason I brought this up. Because we all knew about Justin Pearson and Justin Jordan. Uh, Justin Jordan. But what has happened in the meantime has been just this most beautiful schadenfreude that I have been watching. It is, it is just 
Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Because not only has the House Speaker not done what he wanted to do, which was to get these two black men out of Congress, because they're right back where they started, he has turned them into national fucking heroes. He catapulted them to the national stage. These guys are going to be running for president one day, all because of the actions of this motherfucker in the Tennessee House. And... Yeah, it didn't all, the didn't all turn out the way he thought it was going to turn out. That's for damn sure. The cherry on top of all of this is that since... And, and Hang on. I'm going to look up the name of this guy. Let's see. Tennessee House Speaker. Let me see what his name is. Cameron Sexton. Yes. So Cameron Sexton is the Speaker of the House in Tennessee. That motherfucker was flying under the radar until all of this went down. And now the eyes of the press are upon him. And that is a thing you do not want if you have been doing some shady shit. And guess what Sexton has been doing? Guess what Cameron Sexton has been doing this entire time? He has been defrauding the state of Tennessee to oh, the tune yes. of $92,000 plus since, two th- since 2001. That is two years. $92,000 in two years. Let me explain 2001? what he did. 2001? It says 2001. That's, that's more than two years. No, it's 2003. 2001, 2002, 2003. That's, that's two years. This is 2003, honey. This is 2023. 2023. Uh, 2021. I'm sorry. Okay. That's why I was like, your math sucks. 2021. How much wine have you drank? A lot. And my, my, my face is numb at this point. So I'm having trouble getting through this. Anyway. So Cameron Sexton, since 2021, has defrauded the state of Tennessee by $92,000 plus. Because he says he lives in his district. However, he has a house in Nashville that he lives in eight months out of the year. That we know for a fact he lives in eight months out of the year. Now, if you live in your district and you commute to Nashville, if you live more than 50 miles outside of Nashville and you commute in, you get $313 per day. That is tied as your per diem. That is tied to the amount that it costs to to get a hotel room so that you can stay in Nashville during the, the time that the legislative session is happening. Okay? If you live within 50 miles of Nashville, you get $83 per day. Which is tied to lunches and, you know, gas money and things like that. So it's a much less amount than that $313. In... 2001, I believe, Cameron Sexton bought a $600,000 house in Nashville. He still owns a two-bedroom house in his home district, but he does not live there. And that has been that has been attested to by his neighbors who say that they know when he's there because the police are there when he's there. And very rarely is he there. He just comes in every once in a while. His child is enrolled full-time in the Nashville School District. According to the Tennessee rules, 
wherever your family is, that is considered where you live. His family is in Nashville. Therefore, he is considered to have lived in Nashville. He has been defrauding the state since at least 2001, probably before that, for all of this money. And he could have kept doing it had he not been such a racist motherfucker that he had to try to get rid of the two black gentlemen that were in the House of Representatives that he disagreed with. Yes. He could have kept defrauding the state, but he got the eye of the media on him. Now, I don't know if anything's going to happen because when Republicans do stupid shit, shit nothing ever happens to them. Nothing ever does. Nothing ever happens to them. But... That's like with this whole Trump thing. Everybody's all up in arms and about one thing or another about what's going to happen. It's like, what do y'all think's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to him. Even if he's found guilty on every fucking thing, nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah. Because Republicans get away with everything. And this is one of the craziest fucking things that remembering back when I was a Republican, I used to think that Democrats got away with everything. But now that I am not a Republican and I am able to look at both sides objectively, Democrats eat their own. If a Democrat does something bad, he gets pulled down by everybody else around him. You remember when Al Franken got in trouble? Al Franken got in trouble because of a joke post that happened when he was still a comedian. He had a picture of a quote-unquote sleeping woman who was in a chair, and he was acting like he was trying to touch her boobs. Never touched them. She was not asleep. She was in on the joke. The whole thing was a staged photo because it was funny. He got... He was made to resign from Congress because of that photo that happened 10 years prior to him being in Congress. Well, just like, who was, I can't remember his name. But Republicans don't do stuff like that. The guy that was in New York. Anthony Weiner? No, the one that got booted out. Was it Cuomo? Yeah, Cuomo got booted out. But he was actually corrupt. Yeah. But they actually booted him out. Yeah, they actually booted him out. Anthony Weiner got taken down because he was sending dick pics to people. He got made to step down. Uh, Freaking Rahm Emanuel got made to step down because he was doing something inappropriate. But Republicans over and over and over and over and over again keep breaking the law and nothing ever fucking happens to them. And it is absolutely insane. I, I just, like, I just don't understand it. There's two justice systems in this country. Well, no, there's four justice systems in this country. There's the one for poor people, there's the one for rich people, there's the one for Democrats, and there's the one for Republicans. Yeah. And it completely depends on where you fall as to what kind of consequences you're going to face. Because if you are a rich Republican, nothing fucking happens to you. You might have to go into hiding for a few months, but you get to come back out. Canceling doesn't happen for that long. I mean, look at uh, fucking uh, Louis C.K., Remember he talked about getting canceled because he was pulling his dick out and he was showing it to women against their will? He was like, I'm being canceled. I'm being canceled. He had to go into hiding for six months. He's back out there doing nationwide tours with his comedy routine. I wouldn't have to do that, but I'd tell hey, no, no, you have to come closer. You can't see it from that side of the room. Come here. can't see it from over there. Come here. (laughs) Stand right there. We're not going to talk about the 
the size of your hog on the podcast. <laughs> I'm too drunk. I might say something I don't need to say. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's not. Um, what are we going to end this up with? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea either. Like, I've run out of things to say. <laughs> you have no... Look at it. Looks like a titty. <laughs> I drew a nipple with, with a piercing like yours. <laughs> don't talk about stuff like that. What? Oh my God, people don't know to need to. People don't need to know stuff like that. Okay, forget I said that. <laughs> See, they forgot. You were such a dink. They don't remember anymore. You were I told such them to a forget. dink. <laughs> they will um, never know about your piercings. I have lots. I have like, is it twenty or twenty three? No, oh, I don't know. Hang on, I got three, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Is that all of them? I don't know. So 19. I've never counted them. Yeah, I think it's 19. And I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Thomas does have one piercing. And we're going to leave it to your imagination as to where that piercing is. Now, I'm going to say it because you say that, people are going to think I've got it somewhere else. And I ain't poking holes down there. <laughs> it's a tongue piercing. Yeah, he does have a tongue piercing. <laughs> I'm not getting my Bojangle pierced. Well, maybe not now, but maybe if I talk to you, sweet. <laughs> I don't want anybody poking a hole in my Bojangle. Well, what if I wanted to poke a hole in your Bojangle? But it's my Bojangle. I don't want a hole in it. This, this podcast has taken a dark turn. <laughs> We're calling it Bojangles. <laughs> um, so Skeletor has some wisdom. Okay. If you think a guy in drag reading kids reading to kids is sexualizing them, it means that you find men in drag sexy. Well, there you a- go. Till we meet again. <laughs> I love those. You see so many of those are so funny. I know. But it absolutely is true. If you see a man in a dress and you're thinking that is a sexualized being, then that means you are sexualizing them. That doesn't mean anybody else is. Because I guarantee you those kids don't give a shit who that man sleeps with. They're not thinking that. They're thinking, oh cool, it's a it's it's a person in a dress. It's a man in a dress. How am I supposed to explain that to my kids? You explain it to them the same way you explain somebody who's wearing clown makeup. Because it's literally the exact same thing. It is a person playing dress up. And they're having fun with their life. And they're having fun with it. It is great. It is the best thing in the world. I I need to find out if we have any drag, drag queen story hours around here. I imagine we don't because it's fucking Arkansas and it sucks here. At least it's better than Texas. Which is a real low bar to clear. But... <laughs> When the bar is in hell, it's real easy to clear it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I need to see if we have any drag queen story hours around here. Let's see. Drag queen story hour little rock. Let's see. Ooh, we do! Oh, hang on. That was in 2022. So nothing recent then. Nothing recent. They probably have gotten rid of them. Hey, Monday we get to go watch wrestling. Yeah, Monday we get to go watch wrestling. I forgot about that. Yay! 
That's going to be fun. Hell yeah. So let's see. It looks like they've had Drag Queen Story Hour in 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22, but not in 23 because these fuckers won't let them come in because Arkansas is a hellscape. Let's see. Okay. Um, also, I want to find out when Pride in uh, Little Rock is happening this next year. Which it should be happening in June, unless Fuckabee Sanders has uh, outlawed it by then. Um, I want to go to Pride this year. And I want to take the kids uh, with us. Okay. I definitely want to go to Pride. And I want to go decked out in as many rainbows as we can. And I want to get a sign that says free mom hugs. Because anybody that their mom has rejected them, I will give them free hugs. I will be your mom now. I am your mom. You be my mama? My mommy? <laughs> your mommy? <laughs> Boy, this podcast has gotten weird. <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you so much. <laughs> should you thank them or apologize? I think I should do both. <laughs> Boy, that Cayman Jack is hitting hard. Yeah, this wine is hitting hard, Whew. too, because I'm like a bottle and a half in. Jesus Christ. This is two 24 ounces I'm about to finish off. Well, be careful. Take it slow. Do we need to go ahead and end the podcast? We're an hour in. To take it slow is for the week. <laughs> go ahead and chug that glass, then. Come on, let's see what happens. Chug, chug, chug. Come on, come on, come on. You can do it. You can just open your throat. Just let it slide down. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah. That's what I am talking about. Whew. <laughs> oh, have mercy. <laughs> Cayman Jack Margarita, man, that stuff's legit. Do you know what we need to do one day? We need to have an all-drinking podcast. An all-drinking Yes, an all-drinking podcast. That's what I do the whole time we podcast But now. hang on. But hang on. What I'm talking about is we need to have a podcast where we have different types of alcohol and we take shots of those alcohol. Listen to me now. I know you're not paying attention. We take different types of those alcohol and we take shots and then we comment on how those shots made us feel. And then by the end of it, we should be so fucking trashed. <laughs> it is just a mess. I think we'll be beyond trashed at that point. <laughs> now, my favorite thing to take shots of, oh, I love that Jim Bean honey. Yeah. Because it's not like other alcohol hearts. It's, it's, like it, it's, it's a lot smooth. It's smooth. It doesn't yeah. burn. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I'll tell you what my favorite. This is, this is, okay. So if we're talking in terms of favorite alcohol, rum is my favorite alcohol. Honestly, because it's the best. But Especially if we're talking Jamaican in terms rum. of shots, if if my entire goal is to get as fucked up as possible, as quickly as possible, I'm drinking Cazadoras with the goat head on it. Not the deer head. Now, the deer head is some bougie shit. That's the tequila, right? That's the tequila. Cazadoras. I just got to watch you. You do that around people. You tend to get like... See, when I drink tequila, if I'm around people, I'm Everybody the girl on the table. Everybody knows the song, tequila. Makes her clothes fall off. Yes. That is me. When I drink tequila and I am in a public setting, I'm the girl on the table with her shirt off. Okay? That I is know just... the first night I ever saw your boobies, you were you had been taking tequila shots. Yep. And that I saw true. them. That's why you married me. <laughs> that was one of the reasons, that's for sure. 
so many reasons why you married me, but just the fact that you got to see my boobs like the first time you ever saw me. <laughs> it wasn't the first time I saw you. It was one of the first. Definitely one of the first. But anyway, if anybody's listening to this podcast, I apologize. It has gone weird. <laughs> we started out talking about the Princess Bride, and now we're drunk and talking about boobs. <laughs> That's okay, though. Well, boobs are perfect. Some boobs are perfect. But it doesn't matter, like Ron White says, doesn't matter. You still want to see them all. Well, let me ask you this. Yes, I want to see them. Oh, sorry, go ahead. If you're a big fat man, I'm a titty fan, and I'd like to see yours too. Is that, I mean, does that like... Oh, I've got titties. I mean, like, do you want to see man titties? Like, or, or like? No. I mean, titties? If you didn't know they were man titties, would you care? If you couldn't tell? Like, if you saw just a picture of titties, and you didn't know if they were male or female titties, would you care? I would just say, ooh, titties. And then if you found out later those were male titties, would that freak you out? No. Because they're titties. They're tits. Yeah, because titties are titties. But you want to know that they're attached to something really nice. Though. <laughs> like, like you got office on. Uh-huh. I would, be not, I would not be upset if Pam accidentally showed her boobs. <laughs> You need to say that in a public setting. Or Angela. Yeah. Well, remember when she was wearing that nurse outfit? Her boobs were up to her chin. <laughs> yes, I remember that. that <laughs> She's episode. like, we all know that sex sells in this office. <laughs> we all know what, what sells in this office. I think we need to bring the podcast to a close. It's gotten real weird. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another weird week. Um... We will be back next week, hopefully, if the tornado hasn't blown us off the map. And, um, (laughs) we love you. (laughs) Bye.